Welcome to Showing Up Whole. I'm your host, Christina Fletcher, and this is the space where we discuss bringing into balance all of yourself, mind, body, heart, and spirit, into every aspect of your life. Today, I think it's time we talked about parenting. As a spiritually aware parent coach, I am passionate about helping you find balance not only within your parenting days, but also help your children do the same. Hi. I sort of looked at the episode list and thought it's really time that we dove into parenting, as many of the listeners here may be listening, knowing that I am a parent coach, among other things. My journey with what I call spiritually aware parenting started off uh, really when I wasn't practicing what I wanted. I had been passionate about spirituality for years. I had been studying religion and uh, spiritual work for throughout my university years. I had been involved in a film production for passing on spirituality to teenagers. I had been meditating. I then actually met my husband with spiritual connection as my guiding force and light. And then we had kids and we had two daughters 10 months apart. I was not prepared for the amount of shoulds that fell upon my ears. It seemed, you know, it's that old stereotype that as soon as you become a parent, everyone has an opinion. And that was true. But there was also my shoulds that had been passed on culturally to me for all my life. And I didn't even know they existed. It seemed like having my children present the best behavior was the driving force. And somewhere along the line, my sense of self got intermingled with their behavior. My parenting was reflected by them. And if they messed up, that reflected me and I had failed. That pressure almost broke me, I would say. There were, I remember looking at my younger daughter after a time of great instability. And I always tell this story where I remember she was wanting to go to the, no, she wasn't wanting to go to the park, but we had all decided that it was time to go to the park. We used to go and we'd bundle up in their strollers and we'd take a nice stroll down to the nice park, past the duck pond. And it was this beautiful setting and it was so lovely. We all loved it, but she decided she did not want to go. And I remember having this fight with her as I tried to push her into the stroller. And she was only like two and a half. And I was like trying to get her to sit down and I was getting more and more upset. And she was just not wanting to go. And I remember how it finally dawned on me that it was such a ridiculous thing to do. Why was I insisting she go to a park, which was supposed to be fun? Why was I pulling her away from the comfort of home where she was actually asking to be. And I decided there and then that I was no longer going to force myself to fit this role of a parent with all these shoulds in place. You know, she should be outside. She should be doing this. She should be doing that. 
And rather, I was going to listen to the inner guidance that had served me for years before I was a parent. What came out of that was an understanding that my focus and how I felt was actually important. That developing my own self was actually a gift to my children. That the more we focused on feeling good because it feels good, or if that sounds triggering to you and sounds like it's it's just doing whatever you want, as some people have asked me if that's what it means. It's not what that means. It means deep listening to your heart and doing what that inner guidance tells you rather than chasing this version of parenting or this version of roles that you're given in your life. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, you could, you walk in the grocery store and perhaps, I'm sure, I know I've experienced this, but you probably have too, where, you know, you have a parent whose child does not want to be in the grocery store and they have been spinning and they see something and they react in a tantrum and it all explodes in front of everyone in front of the, ta- in front of the grocery store. And you see the parent crumble with embarrassment. And it's when you realize that the embarrassment is the driving force behind the parent trying to make their child behave a certain way. Meanwhile, the child, their own inner guidance system is screaming because they feel so uncomfortable in the environment around them. Yes, absolutely. Of course, everyone needs to learn how to adapt and ground and feel present in whatever circumstance they're in, but small children are just learning. It's when you take a step back and you realize that as a parent, that is the main goal. It's not about getting your children to behave. It's not about getting them to fit into these lovely little boxes that you are implied is what everyone should be doing. It's not about um, checking off the boxes of what makes you a good parent. Rather, the depth of parenting and spiritually aware parenting dives into the fact that you are a spiritual being. You are an energetic being. You are here to be yourself. You, as yourself, are developing and expanding and growing and living. And then, somewhere along the line, a different energetic being, a child, knew that they wanted you as their launching place, that they could grow and learn from the experience of you. When they arrive, it's not about throwing yourself out the window. It's not about just not giving yourself any attention. Rather, when you practice being yourself in every moment and you listen to yourself, you are providing the example for your kids. What beautifully develops from that is an allowing for your child to be true to themselves. Now, some people, what comes out of this is they go, oh, that just leads to permissive parenting. And 
I want to kind of tweak that right here and now because permissive parenting is when you go, oh, um, they're happy doing this. I really don't want them to play with these beautiful ornaments of mine that was passed on to me from my great grandmothers, but it's making them happy. So I'll let them do it. A child is continually exploring. They aren't thinking about the results of different things and they're only learning about consequence in this moment. They are listening to their own emotional guidance system. And you, as you listen to yours, are allowed to shift attention. You are allowed to have your own things because that's what feels whole to you. At the same time, your child is allowed their own things because that's what creates balance. You are allowed to go to the antique figurines on the counter that your child might be playing with and say, actually, those are mine and bring in something else and say, these are yours. You are allowed to show yourself the respect that you want others to show for you as well as you show for other people. Remember, we discussed self-care. That all falls in line. When you practice spiritual awareness of yourself, you no longer uh, weigh up the success of yourself based on other people's behaviors. At the same time, too, you remember that you are not responsible for the happiness of even your children. You're responsible for your own happiness and they are responsible for theirs. But as a parent, you are passing on tools to help them find that happiness. In the long run, what this comes down to is two things. One, parenting is not a role. It's not a hat that you stick on and all of a sudden you're the parent. Just as a child is not a role. They do not stick a hat on and become the child. You're two individual beings. And when you see each other as that, then you feel your way through different ways of dealing with each individual experience. It is not an over umbrella concept of tantrum or over umbrella concept of bedtime. These are simply moments that as to human beings, you flow through and you find that integral step to take next. The other aspect of all of this is that you are continually showing up within this relationship. And the more you do, the more you uncover the tools to help your children develop over time. They are learning from you. They are witnessing how to be true to themselves. And it is in through that flow that you help them with dialogue and conversation. It's not a role. It's a relationship. This is all about a relationship, just like it is with anyone else. When you remember that it's a relationship, there are a few things that you can do to 
hold space for the person you're in a relationship with. And this is actually true with all relationships. And one of the purposes of this episode is that I wanted to get this tool for you. Um, The idea that when you see your child as an energetic spiritual being, a true version of themselves, who they really are, when you see them as someone who has just come onto the planet and who is just learning how to be human, when you see them as they are complete in themselves, they do not need to learn spirituality, and we'll definitely cover that in a different episode, but they don't need to learn how to be themselves. Rather, they need to learn how to show up as themselves. They need to have tools to help them be human and to navigate through the physical reality of life. When you remember that, and like we talked about in the last episode of tuning in to the frequency of themselves, just like you're tuning into the frequency of yourself, when you remember that, you can, with your focus, hold that version of themselves in your attention. An interesting thing happens when you hold the best version of someone in your mind and in your heart. You connect with that energetic, spiritual, highest version of them And when you see them as that, you are no longer sending all of your attention to the version of them that you're not enjoying at the moment. So what I mean is, is that say your child is in the middle of mm, a period of time where they're really struggling. Say they are, this often happens at around nine, not to sound generalized, but say they're nine and they are really battling between the child they were, the preteen they're becoming, the social messages that they're receiving, the sense of wanting to be independent and yet still curl up on your lap, and they're at war at themselves. So therefore, they're speaking in a nasty term to, to, tone, and they're slamming ideas down, and they feel really closed off. If you only see them as that version of themselves, and you hold that version of them in your mind, then The energy is all backing that version of them up. That behavior, you notice it more and more. Where attention goes, energy flows. So if you put your attention on behavior that is feeling uncomfortable and you expect it from them, then they're going to feel like they always have to present that to you at all times. A little side note on that, it's a bit like when you go to a high school reunion and you walk through the gate, the doors of your high school and you walk in and you suddenly start acting exactly like you did then. And you notice that everybody, you're like, whoa, these people haven't changed. Meanwhile, in uh, their other parts of their lives, they could be totally expanded and new versions of themselves. But the minute they walk through that door, everyone fills in what's expected of them and they fall back into the old patterns. Another example is when you go to your parents' house or your grandparents, and maybe nothing has changed there. And the minute you walk back, you feel like you're 12 again. It's the same thing for your children. 
when you hold space for their behavior of what they're presenting, and that's the only thing you see them as, they can't present anything else. However, when you hold space for the highest version of them, when you tune in to that version of them that you know from when they were first born, that first moment of when you held them in your arms, when you knew them on such a deep level that your whole self resonated and vibrated with this beautiful sense of wholeness, that version of them. And when you just talk and connect to that version of them, I often recommend you do this even when your child's asleep so that you can tune into them their spiritual self, without having any behavior in front of you. When you do that, you find that you can connect wholer. And all of a sudden, they rise to that space. They can present behavior that connects to that energy. This is true magic. Because when you hold space for the version of them, of who they really are, you are literally giving them a direction for them to move into. I've seen this do incredible shifts in a house because suddenly a child feels like they can move into the best version of themselves. They have an energetic imprint of who they really are that then they can start reflecting. This is actually a powerful tool to work with anyone. So even uh, partners or even friends, even communities themselves, when you hold visions of highest versions of others, you offer them space to grow into. It's an interesting thing to play around with because It's ever giving. You, when you're dealing with this, say with your child or with anyone you love, when you give space for that higher version of them, you feel better. Suddenly you see behavior as what it really is. It's simply a reaction to something that's happening in their lives. It's simply a ripple effect of something that's deeper. You know, there's that great image of of icebergs, isn't there? Where the behavior is the iceberg that's on top, but there's the deep sense of what's going on underneath the waters that the behavior is bubbling up from. So when you acknowledge the higher version of someone else, then you are acknowledging the person and the observer who is truly experiencing that moment in time. And when you give space for that, oh, that person just feels their wholeness. They feel a space where they can move into and they feel safer. It allows shift. And yes, this can take over time. It doesn't always happen instantaneously, but it is actually quite amazing how fast it can shift. Hold space for the light of others. Hold space for the true version of other people. That is truly the foundation of spiritually aware parenting. Spiritually aware parenting is always focused on the fact that you are a spiritual being and that inner awareness creates balance. 
The next step is always that your child is a spiritual being and holding space for the version of them of their truest selves unfolds everything differently. And then the final stage of spiritual parenting is always to pass on tools to help your children find their own inner selves and remind themselves of their inner selves because they know it when they first begin on this platform of life. Every child knows themselves intrinsically when they first come into being, but uh, the world as we have it can easily help us forget, but helping them have the tools and the resources so that they can find themselves again and anchor themselves in their own inner truth. You know, often people ask me, but why do you parent, why do you coach just parents? And it's so funny because I don't. I work with people who aren't parents. But the thing about supporting parents through this is that there's a depth to life experience as a parent. Spirituality and spiritual connection has to happen fast. This isn't long, drawn-out meditations. This is in the moment, experiencing life flow. And it can get messy. And it can get chaotic. And it can get really loud. But within that, you can find this deep connection of spirit, of source, of your deepest version of you, and then you're playing with the deeper version of others. And there's a wealth of life experience that can come flowing with that. So within all of this, not only exploring yourself and showing up as your whole self, but reminding yourself to connect to the wholeness of those you love. And as you do that, holding space for them as they learn how to be within their own wholeness as well as navigate in the world around them. Love and light.